And we're back in the room. Welcome all. Hello, welcome, good day. Welcome, welcome. Morning, morning. Oh, look, it's a it's new a voice, voice in the room. Yes. Is that Rosie? Is it Jack? <laughs> no. Right, so that, that is Stefan. Mm. Mm. Yes, this is Bruce. And this is Rico. Hello. Hello. He's nodding. Hello. Now. It's a microphone. So, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to your podcast and I realize a lot of audiovisual elements too. To yeah, exactly. There we go. We pretend people can so see us. Pretend you're in the room with us. But Rico's here. We're going to talk about, about his latest collection, his or his half of. Uh, he is half of the very well oh, known. Bruce. Uh, I mean, for all we know, he puts in at least 80% of the work of those. Don't things. tell Steve. I'll second um, that. Yeah. yeah. Second <laughs> that <laughs> Coasting along while certain people do all the hard work. But he's. Uh, yes, he's. 80% hi Steve of the uh, Madam and Eve team that, that create have created uh, just what it, well, our best known cartoon strip um, and other standalone things for many many years how many years is it now it's nearly 30 years Good friggin grief that's as long as I've been playing guitar Bruce <sighs> we're so old I anyway be better at guitars possibly uh, I, I hope I've got it right. Family meeting is the latest one. Yes, that's yes. correct. Yes. Cool. We did we did review that upon the show a few weeks back, but then I suddenly doubted myself. But yes, the new new annual annual clearly comes out every year. In response to our very poor review, Rico has insisted in being here in yes, person to, to throw set coffee us in our face. Okay. Um, uh, for, just for the record, I actually haven't heard that review. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're safe. We're safe. Yeah. But yes, I so mean, no, talking about cartooning and Madame and Eve and Rico in general and art and whatever else we. It up to indeed this is the chorus podcast and you can find us in all the places that you find podcasts if there is a click or on a that subscribe you know or a, a very good idea is to go to anchor.fm so anchor a-n-c-h-o-r.fm forward slash the chorus that's our, our uh, because then it's then it podcast. has all the platforms that oh, you, can you can go just click a button and, and if you're not sure where to look there it is anchor. yes right so go and do that and we're also on the facebook uh the chorus podcast with stephen foss and what's it all bruce about Devin. bruce arts culture media yes those, those things. things thank you so, I don't have to about answer that. why am i here well <laughs> vague, just to lower the tone somewhat vaguely cultured no, yes not in the least right so let's let's maybe jump in right there seeing otherwise you'll just sit around for 20 minutes and mm. <laughs> not get a word in it. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so no, Rick and I have have worked together and been friends for oh, you know, way too long for since. Shall we say twenty years and then and then add since we were nine. Since you had um, me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut anyway, and um, really, yes, Stefan had a haircut which I can't have because then I wouldn't have any. Um, but yes, and uh, just. Madam and Eve, this ongoing kind of phenomenon. It is maybe let's let's start there just with that as a as a cultural thing because it's it's very difficult now as any kind of artist with any kind of output to have a product that people remain interested in for this long and and you know Madame and Eve is is I think for me it's one of those brands that you know if you <laughs> you go to whatever the stupid shop in some stupid corner of London is where you can buy Mrs. Ball's chutney and, and Omar's rusks and stuff it's 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 that level of South Africanness. Um, you know where people go. If I think of South Africa, it's Nelson Mandela, <laughs> Chutney for whatever reason. This is Paul from the some, ship. some rugby player and yeah. Madame Eve. Um, you know, or something like that. So just, I mean, where, how? Again, how how do you get there? At the beginning, you just you just uh, imagine outputting and hoping people pick up. But then, how do you keep it there, or, or is that a, a headspace thing? I think. Um, 
I think there's a, a certain sort of longevity that cartoon strips kind of have. Mm. Uh, I mean, a lot of them have been, they went, carried on for a long, long, long time. Because the, the, the content, the material is both, uh, you know, regenerating all the time because we sort of was a social and political satire. Yeah. Mm. And also, it's, it's, it's sort of like a comfortable chair in a way. You know? mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's kind of, you know, when we started in, back in May 92, could be. Gosh. I mean, it was a completely different world. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was new. It was something that hadn't been tried before and was sort of, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it was, and, and also just after that, we kind of were in the kind of golden age of South African cartooning in, in a sense. And which, uh, unfortunately, we kind of like petering out with the decline of kind of print media. Can you, can you unpack that a little bit? Because a, a lot of people won't know about what, golden age of certain cartooning who was who was doing what well it was it was kind of that period uh we joined the then weekly mail which then changed into the mail and guardian and i kind of think the sort of um the rise of invest you know alternative journalism and then with 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 the, then the negotiations the elections and the, the new south africa a lot was, to write about yes there's a yeah. lot to write about a lot to comment there's a lot of social change um and i can and and, and also there was a there was a very Active and successful media, in a, in a sense, yes. mm. in all in all forms. Uh, I mean, so the rise of talk radio in its current form, probably yes, in that yes, period. Yes, yes. Um, you know, the the, uh, the yeah, Man and Guardian. I mean, if you're thinking over the times, I think I think the Star at some point they were running at like two hundred like half a million daily circulation. Yeah, yeah. And, wow. And, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was kind of the world has changed. And um, <coughs> so so just that, that 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 engagement people had with with media with cartoons and human satire was just was just strong it was yeah, really yeah. At, at its peak i think you and know there was us we started we did our own little you know the, the madam and eve yeah it was derek bauer of of you know him of the acerbic wit and the, mm-hmm. you know, of, of the of the man and god and then uh Zabira took over yes that kind of slot and then there was just uh, you know the the, the mama taxi cartoon the trick well you know something yeah. there was like space also for local content in that in that space you know that that uh, people saw oh there's an alternative voice to the to the the Andy caps and the, yes, and yeah, the yeah. sort of imports hey god the horrible <laughs> exactly yeah. hey god the horrible yeah. yeah i mean his his son you know old dick brown and i think i think, I think it was dick brown as original and his son is now doing oh, really? yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so it's just i mean that hey god the horrible's probably been around <laughs> this is how you years, it. You know? yes yeah. and the jokes are still the same, the same, 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 same yeah. <laughs> but it's like like i said a pair of comfortable it's, slippers yeah. people go there for the familiarity of, yes. of, of the humor so that, that was the period, and I and I think, and then slowly things just, I kind of deteriorated in a sense. Also, also, I think uh, satire in South Africa became then it, it was a, a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. So human satire became utterly, totally politicized. Mm. So to the point where even even you know I, th- I think stand up comedy was about the only niche where people could just make jokes about anything. Hmm. So if you were go, if you and then were, they chose to make jokes about about air, airplanes and parking guards. But anyway, that's another. Yes, that's no, another sure, sure. But I mean, it's, it's topic. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's 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 a range of yeah. everything, mm-hmm. and, and and essentially, then everything from if you had to, if you wrote a satirical column, it ended up being political. If you had to do cartoons, it was political. It kind of, and and that kind of that kind of narrowed the field quite yeah, drastically. Yeah. Um, even we were kind of uh, with Madame Nee, we were always trying to do everything, and we at, at one point sort of in the two early mid 2000s we were quite sort of forced into more and more political political mm. with you know the zuma years and all that yeah and um and funny enough now with with uh with the arrival of COVID, actually from themes you know just because everything with lockdowns got so depressed and everything yeah. it was a kind of okay let's try and do something you know, trying to do the lighter yes. <laughs> also, you yeah, yeah. and you can and you can do character driven 
yes stuff which I mean that's an advantage we have over the editorial thing is is you know and I do editorial cartoons as well it's just the character driven storytelling is a slightly mm-hmm. different niche and sometimes you can just go off in a direction and do something silly about Hardy Dars yes <laughs> and have some fun with that and yeah. then people love it I mean back to school you've got a, a never aging oh of course how old is Tandy whatever you know 10 year old she, she's been 10 for 20 years yes um, and Anderson's yeah. been 84 30 years that's so. <laughs> yeah. oh, the gym she's, she's presenting yeah. yes. but Bruce um, and I have been saying that it's interesting about satire over the last few years that like with uh, Death to 2020 and Death to 2021 these uh, shows on Netflix that the satire is great and then sort of 20 minutes in you realize that actually it's been so horrifically bad for the last few years that that you're actually you're watching a newscast yeah the satire (laughs) it's it's it becomes almost not funny anymore because it's so sad it's so very really sad I I think um, and and I saw I saw somebody make this point quite well um, that the the humor there's very little clever light stuff Mm. yes I mean you, you look at any of those streaming services you know all, all the, yeah. the the offering is is end of the world apocalypse yeah. you know uh, just sort of existential dread mm-hmm. and kind of you know and every i mean my wife and i were joking you know because we look kind of like crime stories and stuff and every single protagonist in a in a crime series these days it's either got ptsd a drug problem yeah. uh black you can't just have a happy killer anymore kind of, no no i'm talking about the, the detective not the killer and while he's solving the crime he's fighting his inner demons yeah, and we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh great here we go again can't you know? just have brooklyn 99 <laughs> exactly <laughs> Look but, how many people they caught, and and the same is with humor. There's there's just uh, and, and part of part of the issue is is the streaming system in a sense that the product doesn't have to stand on its own. Yes, you know if something that's rises a, and falls, insight, Netflix yeah. doesn't care that no. much. Yeah, it gets it gets X that. amount of viewers. Yeah, and nobody's going to cancel their contract because I think I've mentioned you know, to you before, uh, Rico, just that when I went to the launch event for Netflix South Africa, and at the time, and that was whenever it was years ago, yes. um, at the time. They were creating six. I think it was number sticks in my head. Six hundred and thirty-four products. Yes. So now a product is a series. Yes. Or a film. So it could be a twenty-four episode series. So it's not six hundred and thirty-four minus twenty-four. You know, which is just it's a mind-boggling amount of money. Of but it's six hundred and twenty-four films or series or yes. documentary, whatever. Ah, that's then. It's it now must be in the the many the yes. many thousands. Yeah. But I, th- I think the issue already language. You already said that they say they create. As soon as things like content and product, yeah, enter into the yeah. enter into the conversation, yeah. you know you're watering down. Would yeah. you know, just like to say that just before while we were waiting for you to arrive, we listened to our, the uh, the first rough mix of our latest single, the Van Dyke Parks Board, yes. available soon. But we were commenting, great that band, it's it's <laughs> hallelujah. Um, Is it her or just Van Dyke? We're deciding. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're letting journalists decide depends, that for depends us. Depends what logo you draw first, the Pink but, uh, Floyd or just Pink Floyd. <laughs> but um, point being, we were listening to a game. This is the least commercial song that will ever have been released. So it's quite, it's quite. We can't call it a product. Yes. We made a beautiful piece of art that we love. Yes. Um, and we hope you will too, listener. Write to us <laughs> in an envelope with a stamp, I, and we'll let you listen to it. I, I, I mean, there, there is, there is a kind of a split between the, the ultra commercialism and the, you know. Yeah. I mean, commercial, outright commercial music. I mean, in my opinion, it just sucks. It, it does. does. Uh, Your opinion is correct. It's, it's, 
But on the other hand, there's an undertow. You know, you go to anything of, of people obviously not making a living out of this. Yes. Yeah. But there's brilliant creativity in music. Or Neil Young. Anyway. And there, you know, there is surgeons of, of folk and rock and just, just, yeah. just completely yeah. original and, bands. And, and actual, actual I was, musicians. I was yeah. saying it to one of my students. It, it, I, I despair when I look at all of this modern music that's made essentially on an iPhone. Um, you know the whole not production not voice breaks. Yeah. but uh, the, the sort of solace I take in it is that there's always a, a reaction to the latest trend so the more um, non-human music is at the moment the more the next blowback yes. is going to be yeah. you know, like very organic and well we hope and, and, and the fact is also you can't, uh, you know, the reason I was a little late for the podcast, I was blaming Trafford, actually I had to finish my Wordle this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll but, allow it. <laughs> but Wordle is one of these, these interesting, people don't know what it is, yeah. it's, the kind of, it's, it's a little word puzzle, a very simple word puzzle that a guy created actually for his, his wife, I think, oh, gosh. Uh, who was ill and just as a game and then it could just took off and yeah. it was for free for everybody and it's just amazing. Every one day, every day you get a little word puzzle. But it was never created, and it just took off because it found resonance. Yes, and and that's the thing that that, that often happens in a sense that most things that are produced, yeah, you can't produce intent, resonance. You can't produce resonance. You, you can't, can't produce you things. Can't kind go, of, I know what that guy is feeling, and let me let me tap tap. What do they say? If we could only bottle that, we'd be very nice. In fact, just deciding to do we are yes. I think all of us in this room are conclusive proof that no, we're not millionaires. So you <laughs> let me ask you, coming back to Madam and Eve, um, Madam and Eve has got such a wide appeal, and I think that's part of its success as a as a as a pop cultural phenomenon in South Africa. How much of that width of appeal was intentional, or like, for instance, having you know a, a chart? Are you saying did they have a diversity workshop? No, no, no. <laughs> Like kids love the love the the strip and, yeah. and grown ups and, and everyone and, and there's something for everyone. You know, there's a there's a child character and there's an old lady you know, there's, there's an old lady. There. You know, there's an alcoholic. Was there a was yeah. there sort of intentionality <laughs> there? Or or was you that said write what you know. <laughs> I see. Um, no, not really. I mean it was just a case of us trying to I mean, there was a case of, of, of write what you know in the beginning because yes. it was firmly set in a, in a, in a suburbia yeah. kind of environment. And, you know, that home environment, the original story of that home environment mm. with the domestic worker and the, yes. and the madam and all that kind of, you know, that, that was a kind of situation that people knew and we played with it. Yeah. And then we just, characters arrive, we try them out and they kind of put their hands up and say, I'm sticking around. Because right. there's, there's a few that sort of get this card. So that is a little years. sidebar. That's always fascinating when somebody vanishes and you're like, did he die? Was he hit by yeah, a car? Yeah, like, like... We don't uh, speak of. Was there a dirty breakup? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Madam's got a son, Eric, who was, you know, it was, it, yes, he went oh. to university and he, you know, uh, you know, and, and he just kind he's of living on the streets. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's I mean, a junkie, he's living on the streets. Sorry, kids. Yeah. Yeah. And we had all kind of, uh, you know, storylines with him and his, his, his fellow uh, black students and BE yes, okay. and all, you know, that kind of thing. But it's kind of, it's kind of what. Either it. it <clears throat> comes alive or it doesn't yes it's yeah. it's, it's 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 the the thing that that yeah either they, they want to be sort of and you know what to do with them and they kind of it's it's similar to i think sitcom characters you know they're kind of side characters and become major yeah uh, yes, uh, yeah. yeah they get written into an episode and then either yes. they work and the writers go oh i've got something yes. for this person it's or very yeah. funny they sort of find resonance either with the audience or with the writers do you as a, as a as a creator as a writer 
I've spot that because I'm finding that more and more when you, you see, oh man, they just they just went there because they had to, you know, this whole other stream wasn't working, especially as you're talking with a, a sort of Netflix drama or something. And you yes. Know, they had to, they'd done a contract for 12 episodes. Eight episodes, we went that way. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, no, absolutely. I mean, that happens. And also, I think with, with that, that product, <clears throat> I'll use an example. I mean, one of my favorite movies is a thing called Red. With Bruce yes, Willis, which very, is very good. so clever very and irreverent, and just sinning. and just comes out of nowhere. You know, so much comes yeah. out of nowhere, and there's a sort of you know yeah. the, the, some of the lines and stuff. Very good. And then there was this Netflix, uh, like it was one of the big hits, uh, Red Notice, Rock yes. and, and, yeah. Rock and which kind of uh, the idea was quite sort of similar. Yes, but but in terms of writing and character, it was a complete dud in comparison yeah. because it's probably three or four rewrites short of getting it. But also written for three very very beautiful people. To fill as much Not that as possible. Bruce Willis isn't beautiful. He will track us down. <laughs> Put in Bruce, we've got a seat. No, that's Liam Neeson. <laughs> yes, that's true. We'll find you. <laughs> Suddenly the phone rings. <laughs> yes, but, uh, I'm calling uh, from inside your house. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I want to know uh, yes. something. Um, there's, uh, um, uh, I'm a big fan of a British comedy series called The Mighty Boosh with oh. Noel Fielding and uh, what's his name? Anyway, the other guy. Uh, and, and they were uh, started as a radio show like so many things do in the UK and then became a TV show on the BBC and they have all these characters that they have and one of the characters is Love this it, weird really know. I haven't, I haven't oh, um, he's a Goodness weird uh, a fish man called Old Greg who lives under a lake and they get involved with Old Greg and he has, <laughs> he has mixed up uh, downstairs um, but Noel talks about a moment I'm sorry when, I need to remember that for the title of the episode mixed up downstairs yes. <laughs> Noel remembers a moment where he felt that the show had had reached this tipping point of cultural relevance when he was in in a muddy field in Glastonbury at like twelve oh three in the morning, stumbling into his tent and just from across the the misty moors just heard, "I'm all Greg," <laughs> which is what this character says in the show, and he was like, "Okay, we've we've reached this yeah, cultural." We've, we've and I was wondering if, if there was a moment where you guys. If it was very gradual... Sorry, guys, we keep mentioning plural. Uh, the, yes. other, the other half, slash 20%, Stephen Francis, uh, who doesn't draw okay. at all. He writes. Wait, he really wait, doesn't draw. I've, I've, I've seen I him draw. I have seen him draw. this? <laughs> was there a moment or, or a character or a catchphrase or something where you sort of thought, wow, this has taken off beyond what we could have... You know, we're um, really now a, a, a pop cultural phenomenon. Not really. We, uh, yeah, where it did come up is, is there's a couple of um, small businesses we were called Madam and Eve, oh, wow. <laughs> or like a cleaning service and yeah. things, you know, and kind of. And and one of the oddest. Okay, this is a really odd story. Yeah. Is is this last? It was either, I think it was 2020. The last two years have blurred together. Yeah, I yeah, have yes. a hard time telling. In the longest decade of my life. Yes, the yes. Years. And, and, and this year's been pretty long already. Yeah. You know, and it's, <laughs> and it's either only February or already February, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I got this bizarre call where, where this this guy from the uh, Hawks phones me. What? Yeah, he's about to come, <laughs> and he says, "Are you uh, you are you involved with Madame and Eve?" I'm going like my name's on it. Who's really oh, calling? Who's <laughs> calling? Like, you know, Before then, you decide if you are, you aren't. Yes, yes. And I'm saying like, you know, are you are you a director, Madam? I said, yes, we do the cartoon strip. Are you involved with ex- Madam Eve something something? I can't remember the name of the business. And I said, no, no, that's not nothing at all. I said, okay, thank you very much. You hung up. Okay, take your word for it. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's okay. a good investigation then. And then another. Uh, 
guy calls, oh, detective with the Hawks, he's following up on this and this and, and this. And PTSD. And he got my you know cell phone number because it was actually <laughs> on our on our website as a contact number. Okay. Know? And so, so, so that's how it's the research they did. You know, they kind of like oh, yeah. oh fuck. <laughs> listed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. So, so turns out, turns out in in Pumalanga somewhere there was a business. There was a woman running, a woman and husband team running a business called Madam and Eve something cleaning or something. Yeah. And it was used as a money laundering scheme for, wow. for, I don't know where, what they were stealing or for getting tenders so or something. Sort of and the hawks were investigating. I said, no, I have nothing yeah. to do with I that. do not know. And I, if there I'm, is a percentage though, here are my bank details. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not from the hawks, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. So I thought that was the most out of the way yeah, kind yeah, of cultural, if you're talking cultural reference, yeah, yes. Because yeah. yes. I remember for me, it was the, the Millie's lady. For me, that was the one thing that I remember. Okay. That was just Millies. so everywhere in South Africa. Like every morning, you'd hear the shout of Millie's, and there it was in the cartoon strip, and it was such a a thing a that everyone in in who had any sort of resonance with that situation just knew. Mm. Um, uh, it's that the Hardy does. Is, the Hardy does. Hardy does. I think it should be our natural bird. I, I think it's, it, it's our national pest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it's it's loud, abrasive, wakes you, keeps you awake. And, yeah. 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 No, yeah. So, I think so. Very like, good. like many of our leaders, um, um, <laughs> just to to the the creative process because it, it's always struck me with something like like this where it carries on and it it is the day job. So it's it's a creative thing. You're a cartoonist. You write. You this that and the next thing. But it, but it is the day job, and you've got to. And Zuma is in power for nine years, and you can't stand the man. But you need to do X Y Z because that's that's the thread of the of of the cartoon, of mm. the news, of the this, you've got to do that. So just to, about the headspace of being, you know, Rico the artist with all the tools and the skills and the talents who can do whatever the hell he wants on the board this morning, but kind of has to do this kind of thing this morning by the deadline. You know, the, the putting art into a into a day job channel in that in that sense, you know what I mean? How's yes, it is it is kind of a, a produ- <coughs> production line in some aspects yep. in terms of, of of not necessarily doing something every day, but having foresight for every day, something for yes. every day. Mm. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it is. And sometimes, I mean, we still, I still enjoy it. Um, sometimes it's, it's. It, there's aspects. Some of them are just very routine. Some of them mm. are, you know, you go, you go off on, t- you know, try something new visually or, yeah. or so. So, so um, it, it, it does require a certain kind of discipline and and and, and a kind of sort of yeah. production mindset in yeah. a way. Uh, um, because often it's it's and you're producing something you know that's that's enjoyable gets a laugh or helps you lift people's spirits a bit and, mm. and, and so so that's, so that's fine uh, um, it does the deadline aspect of it mm. I mean, well, on the other hand if there wasn't deadlines I'd probably nothing ever get anything yeah. done so as <laughs> many artists will relate to Douglas Adams say I love but, deadlines but, but the but whooshing the, sound they make as they fly by <laughs> <laughs> um, the you know, it's like there's a Calvin Hobbes thing. What's it's about his finishing his school his school project, and, and he says, uh, "What's the <laughs> ah?" Steph is pointing at his box set of Calvin Hobbes. Oh, I see. There we go. Yeah, great. great. <laughs> uh, he says, "You know, he's, 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 is your school project finished yet?" You know, and he, and he says, and, and he says, "No, waiting for inspiration. What inspiration is that? Last minute panic." Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Blind so, last minute. Panic. <laughs> so, so, so you're in that um, yeah. uh, mind, but, but, but it's, it's. I think I've discovered having worked with animators, for instance. You know, animators are, are, are a completely different animal than other cartoonists, mm-hmm. for instance. Just the dedication of highly repetitive and a huge yeah, I was say, you've got to work get, like, input, even with digital. Raising your hand is nine different. Yes, whatever, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. in, in the hand drawn or period, I mean, essentially the work 
load as put to 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 to, yes. to what you actually see is still intense and, and it's an intense focus on just a lot of repetitive hours for a minute uh, or which is yeah. why disney does 15 spanish movies in a row once they've done all the hard work yes. for that kind of spanish i, 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 I mean when you see backgrounds. it's fascinating watching the 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 if you, if you see the credit scroll past one of those big, yes. big pixar productions 27 and, minutes later yes and and and, and then there's this probably a team team yeah. <laughs> probably like 60 yeah. 50 or 60 key animators yes and then there's 500 or a thousand yeah. people who just do grass blades of yeah, grass yeah. and do lighting effects on the clouds it's and, 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 it's amazing. and, so, and you, you kind of take it for granted it's yeah it's amazing and you demand excellence yes. now that you <laughs> want it again better. this monster's fur is not flaring in the right way i'm turning off <laughs> yeah no I mean that deadline thing is also and, and just um, I know from, from as a columnist for instance which is not nearly as difficult as, it was a weekly no? it was a weekly thing you know but you kind of <coughs> I want something strong for this piece yes um, oh you see now and, you're making friends yeah I know you're friend. and uh, but maybe nothing happened that week in, yes. in terms of the column you know and it's the same thing on a daily basis just so much more difficult because whatever there wasn't a meeting this morning there wasn't a Parliament didn't burn. It's a, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man! No headlines. Yes, yes. No, I mean, I mean, it does. It's, that's actually that's actually more of a bane of of, of editorial cartoonists. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, I mean, I, I I was working some, you know, uh, I was I was doing cartoons for Fin Week, which unfortunately also is another casualty of the media decline and closed down mm-hmm. last, last last November. But there there was an interesting challenge because I kind of like I did for Business Maverick, which because for Monday was just like topical. Mm. But often Monday is, is not the most exciting news day in a yeah, sense, yeah. you know. And often, mm. uh, then for Finn, we had to be something because it was a fortnightly magazine, so it had to have legs. So something yes, that, that would, is, yeah. like if somebody buys the, the magazine on Friday or Saturday, or yeah. Of, yeah, it still yeah. makes sense. <clears throat> and they had an Afrikaans edition. Gosh. So all the jokes had to be translatable. So, so you know, <laughs> oh, great pun. Oh, I can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. And it was just sent off to the editor. You know? Is there an Afrikaans equivalent to this yeah, <laughs> joke? I was, you know? was going to say, you've got, you've got some poor Afrikaans friend waiting by the phone. I what, man? Still... No, no, it was just the sub-edited. <laughs> was... No, no, we don't. Sorry, okay. All those lovely puns and asterisks and obliques, I always used to wonder, but hang on, this has been was translated. Was it like that in French? Yeah, yeah. What was it? No, it's rewritten. Oh, is it rewritten? It's rewritten. Ah, yeah. uh, uh, many years back, um, I had a, a, a chat with a PhD, was a PhD or master's student who was doing languages. And her pro- her project, her thesis was actually on asterisks, wow. on the translation techniques and how Amazing. different languages. Yeah, that's a and, good and she actually yeah. just consulted me with what would be the technical thing at the time. This was pre digital, how they would yeah. do that, okay. and and and, and um, but it, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back in those days, you'd actually have an overlay, like a clear overlay of the oh, line, really? line art, and the coloring would be underneath it. Oh, wow. and so it was, yeah, it used to be done that way. So I'm interested. Who are your favorite cartoonists? Um, well, cartoon the, strips even the ones that's uh, my favorites don't exist anymore. Don't okay. well, they do exist, but they don't. It was with Calvin Hobbes, which oh, is the greatest yes. cartoon strip of all time. Absolutely, Sorry. Bill Watterson. Uh, Shout out to Bill Watterson. And if you're wearing or have any Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> merchandising in your house, get rid of it because it's unlicensed, my friend. We're going to take a stand for artistic <laughs> integrity. <laughs> If you don't like that, don't please don't pull our music from Spotify. Okay, we're we're only, only twenty people will notice. <laughs> okay, sorry, Calvin and Hobbes. Sorry to <laughs> Has this happened before? <laughs> I'm very passionate about Calvin. Yes, and Hobbes. no, I, I absolutely agree. And um, so Calvin and Hobbes. Um, there were three that inspired us when we started. And Steve and I started. We were big fans of was Calvin and Hobbes with the Far Side. Excellent. Yes. And then Doonesbury. 
okay. Mm, uh, because it was the that's actually the space we got into that that sort of he was the only one who was doing that sort of social political satire yes, yeah, in a yeah. cartoon strip and probably to a degree still is. Yeah. And these days I have less. There's one called Pearls Before Swine. Ah, which is Stephen Pastors. Stephen Pastors. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's, he's very good. He varies between, you know, it's... it's, it's, it's I'm, um, I'm interested there because, again, in terms of, of themes and stuff which you need to stick to, which you, you need to represent the mm-hmm. tone, the established yes. tone of Madame Lee. He manages, for me, to always be joyful in some degree, even if it's a very difficult thing. He always There's always like a, a sort of innocence and a... a well, he has, he has the... Finding con- the good. He has the contrast of characters. I yeah. mean, that's, that's essentially what makes things work, what made Madame and Eve work in the beginning, uh, you know, in that kind of, that, that, the, the contrast in character. So in his case, you have that completely, utterly cynical, the little rat. Yes. And then the, the, and the pig, naive pig, you know, yeah. kind of. <laughs> so, so we have, so we, we started out with a kind of, you know, the, the sort of uh, white entrenched uh, yes. attitudes, <coughs> yeah. you know, blinkers on, what's it, yes, the yes, yes. and then Eve. And then that kind of uh, watered down and changed. And... Then we brought in, in Tandy and, and the interaction between Tandy and the mother Anderson kind yes, of yeah, took yeah. that their place in a sense, and they kind of dominate the strip in, in a way. And some, some I've been looking back over you know some of the older cartoons and some of the themes and things we don't really do anymore, and partly because I think there's kind of a, an utter frustration that things are still the same. Mm, so, yes. so little. I guess maybe where I was getting at, just like I'm trying to yeah, think through it with your the kind of headspace that's needed because it would drive me nuts in your position to go, you know, we're, we're, yes. we're protest art and, and we've been protesting for 30 years. Yeah. This, this idiot still gets voted in or whatever it yes. might be. You know. no, it's, yeah. not, it's not even the political. You know, political, I think that's, this is going to be an eternal issue. I mean, yeah. one of the interesting things we have, what social media has kind of taught us, I mean, South Africans do have a bit of a, a thing about that we're the only country with problems. Yes, which is... And then you go, you get the cartoons from social media, you get somebody from Paraguay going like, hmm, really? Yes. And then, uh, you know, uh, we, yeah. we make jokes about potholes and some guy from a small town and, or someone in Edmonton, Canada going like, yeah. our roads are split, you know. Random example here, you know how we always moan that our houses aren't built for weather extremes? So yeah. if it's middle point, it's freezing here and it's and every person you meet will go, oh, no, but in other countries, you know, they've got the double glazing and it's lovely or whatever, whatever, whatever. A friend from Switzerland was out the other day chatting to her and she's like my house is bloody awful <laughs> it's it's always cold it's always this, it's always and you're going God. it's switzerland how can you not you know how can that not be planned but wow. it's and it's, and it's also it's like oh it's so it's advanced and you know blah 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 um yeah so that was that was an interesting little example yes i mean i have a, i have a um i went to uh, in in a town called Angul- uh, not Angulim, uh, Ah, Nyanant was a cartoon festival, oh, yes, yeah. a political cartoon festival, and they met a couple of guys from some couple of guys from South America. And there's a guy called Vlado. He's, he's, Vlado. he's got the fabulous name of Vladimir Flores. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, and he signed. He's, he signs himself Vlado, and he's like a political cartoonist, columnist, and stuff. Is it Spanish? Because it'd be lovely to to list that Vladimir Flores. Yeah, he's, he's Colombian Flores. Colombia. from Colombia. Oh, Colombia, and he speaks with a da 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 da. You know that guy. Very nice. And. And he basically said virtually all my editorial cartoons, you just change the face and the political party and it's the same. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it's the same, the corruption, the... the Saves him a lot of work though. No, I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, goes, goes back. All right, so luckily his, luckily his drawing style is completely different. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it does. I mean, we have to, we've had the question, for instance, you know, why why is Eve still a domestic worker? Why is she still, you know, and then you could be, she could be, you know, could do something aspirational. Says, well, because that's a reality. Mm. Yeah, with our screwed up economy mm. and 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 the the, 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 the sort of lack of social change yeah. just and I put really that that's just the reality yeah, with so many people and that when that doesn't radically change yeah. I don't think <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll yeah also she, she's too old now too I mean she was you know she was, she's 62 <laughs> and what do you want her to do <laughs> sure. well she has her own podcast we, oh, had, we, some, we had some dailies where she has her own podcast <laughs> shut up computer for, 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 you know what's really sad is that she, as a fictional character, has so many more listeners than we do. Well, you know, Bruce, <laughs> when we started this podcast, we said, well, I've looked recently and there's definitely under a million under, listeners. Well under a million, but uh, yes. At the moment. So. <laughs> Let's not get too... Lovely. Should we, should we dive into some other things that, Let's that we can tell Let's see what about? we are doing and what Rico is doing regarding reading, watching, and listening to. Right. Should we do reading? Because then we can yes. get rid of these. Very good. We, we read print books that we then throw on the table. Very good. Okay. I, I didn't one bring one, but I'll pick there one. Yeah, yeah, nice. Good. What are you reading at the moment, sir? Um, do I, you read? Are you a reader? Yes. I, not, not as much as I used to. I found that um, with, with these sort of constant... Wordle. <laughs> that's just once a day. That's, that's taking one of the all things. my time. Yes, um, the you know, the constant prevalence of the digital stuff and distractions. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's. I don't read as much as I used to. I mean, I, I do read a lot, but the actual sort of reading. Yes, just sit down with a book a and an actual. And I do I do prefer actual print books. Yes, because I stay into a screen too much. Excellent during the day. And I'm currently reading a book on the history of basically. Constantinople all the way to interesting to Istanbul was it cool. halfway I think we may have done that one a so Cape to Cairo Constantinople to Istanbul no <laughs> yeah, it's a lot it's closer a, yeah. journey yeah, <laughs> Constantinople to yeah, it's called Istanbul the book's called Istanbul yeah, I've read it it's an enormous yeah, blue it's an enormous yeah, yeah, blue, yeah, blue, yeah. yeah. fascinating it is yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that is a just from a research point of view because that is one that's one woman that's one historian yes um and it's oh, it's about eight hundred pages. I, I, have, or something. You, have you seen a BBC documentary? She's no. on the Mediterranean. Yeah. She's fascinating. Very, but have you been to Istanbul? No, that's my that's my my next um, bucket fascinating place. There were plans, and then and the then big were, sea arrived, and, and then there were bombs there as yeah. well at one point. There's always bombs there, but it's fine. There's always <laughs> stuff happening somewhere. You I know? mean, it's just one of the most fascinating parts of the world. Like everybody's been through there. Yeah. yeah. Plundered political it just stuff. Like a bad it. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's my joke, not mine. <laughs> <my pride. laughs> but uh, no, it is. It, I, I went very briefly, unfortunately, but it, but a few days and just wonderful. And it's an sort of enormous city as well, yes. just geographically speaking. When you there's, there's things where you sort of from the air and you see a city and you go, oh well, it's quite big. You know, it's just because it runs along both sides of the river. It's it's the straits, it's, not a it's river. It's very, you know what I mean. The Bosphorus. It's it's very very. It's enormous. I yes. mean, just so if if you are only there a couple of days. You, yeah, see that area. Don't don't aim for the other side. You'll just never, oh, okay. Yeah, you'll never yeah, get there. Yeah. But um, but fascinating place. Oh, great man. Yes, we've so we have reviewed that. You'll have to. We can't remember which episode. So please listen to all of the previous episodes just yeah. to just make your way slowly through then, every podcast. And then I'm trying to get back into some sort of good science fiction reading. Okay, oh, nice. <clears throat> who's your who's your go to guy there? Well, I've run out of go to people. So um, I'm looking to some new. Oh yeah, all the yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
I was trying easy. to get some 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 sort of recommendations of some sort of old classic hardcore. I mean, I'm a big you know with with Dune now, a big Frank Herbert. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't Great. can't reread them again. No, no. no well. well I <laughs> <laughs> I think in the course of this podcast, Steph's read about three books, but twelve times each. So, yeah, uh, yeah. have you read the Robert Jordan series, The Wheel of Time? No, no. That's, I, mean, I suppose but I'm, I'm less sort of into the fantasy okay. kind of, kind of stuff. So yeah, um, I've got I've got one book like Robert Poole, which is, and I forget the title now, which is a fascinating premise, which is basically one of those little colony starship, okay. and something goes wrong with the drive, and they can't decelerate. Ooh. basically <laughs> so speed they're, they're on the way they're the accelerating they're accelerating and, they just keep and something happens uh, some catastrophic happened they basically can't slow down or stop so they just keep going so Keanu Reeves puts a brick so, under so, the accelerator yeah exactly so so yeah it's like speed with a spaceship yeah. and, but, but the, the premise is so, so how does the crew handle this so they're basically heading off into nowhere at a speed at eventually a light speed yes. you know so this is one of those you know, philosophical existential you know, yes. you know yeah. do you age faster and yes, yeah, all those sorts of things fascinating and then because because I've kind of I've kind of you know got a little there's there's we're talking about writing and you know science fiction mm. writing has become a rubbish to an extent that that yeah, there's a few things I like the Expanse for in instance a, in was, a very was, was because China Mabel yes yeah and I mean there's there's all there's all in a very generalized sense it's one of those genres where you can pad an awful lot because because it isn't real yes. you know what I mean. So you can go cool. I'm just going to vomit all of this in there because it's in my head. Well, but there's there's certain things that where 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 our culture of instantaneous mm-hmm. communications, for instance, um, the writers become you know the the, the sort of you know for, for want of and you know, they've been abusive to a millennial writers. Yes. You know, where they're so used to the instantaneous, it's just so that the grasp of how big the universe is, mm. how big even our solar system is. Mm. You know, so, so, right, so especially with, you know, when you have Star Trek, when people have like, oh, and even Star Wars have cell phone conversations across the galaxy. I mean, it's just lazy, lazy writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it doesn't take time to get somewhere and build that into a story. That's yeah. why I like the expanse. Um, I mean, it's only seen part of the first season, but the fact is that they build into the story yes. that it'll take a week or two to get from one place yeah. to the next. And it's, and it's like, or like early... <laughs> you know, Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> you know, but it would take three months to go yeah. from yeah, you know, yeah. wherever you have the far north West to the West capital. West, yeah. And then by the time you get to season six, people teleport all over the place. <laughs> On the back <laughs> of the need dragon. more characters. Yes, you know, yeah. We'll sail across the sea in a day and a half. And yes. it'll be cool, you know. yeah. Yeah. It's because of the, the horsepower on these Yamahas product placement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool, 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 what cool. have you been reading? On so the I have, um, uh, you know, belatedly because he's dead now. But uh, <laughs> Michael Crichton, which is just too bad. That's just too bad. Michael Crichton, but Michael of Crichton, of, uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park, and many other things, which it says above the title here, number one best-selling author of Jurassic Park. Huh. I wonder if that's if that had bothered him because he did a great deal of other great stuff. The Andromeda Wasn't strain. Wasn't he involved in the uh, great train robbery? What was George Clooney's TV role? ER. Yes, he, he started ER. Oh, there we go. Um, okay. Exactly, there we go. Um, but lots of lots of stuff that you know. Um, Rising Sun, Congo, lots of Congo, stuff that we that we know about. Um, but this one this one's this one's great. It it, it speaks. Um, What's it called, Bruce? It is called Dragon Teeth, um, and it speaks about the story. And it's based the, this part is based on truth of two very very famous paleontologists back when paleontology was not Unglamorous. overdone. So you know, well, it's just. Fossils, fossils were a new idea. Mm. The fact that fossils existed and that you could find them and that they had value. Mm. Um, so, Othniel Charles Marsh and Edwin Drinker Cope, who are Who's real people and have great names. Oh, um, <laughs> Drinker Coke. 
Sounds like an oh, coke. Coke. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so so at, one was at Yale and one uh, one was Cambridge. What uh, educated and stuff. Era is this Bruce? This is the eighteen seventies. Right. Yeah, eighteen seventies. So so it's in the US. There is obviously a crap load of space to still go and explore. It's there are Indian wars going on. Custer's about to get. I think his you'll find it's Native Americans. Not yet. First it's the Indian wars. Okay, all right. Yes, all right. Anyway, Custer's about to go and get sculpted. This happens. That happens. So that's all the background. Okay. Um, and so that's Western almost. Exactly. They have to go west. To uh, to go and, and find these uh, because these if fossils. the pet shop boys told me to do it, I'm <laughs> going to do it. He went there. He went. <laughs> he did. I'm sorry, but um, I'm a dad. <laughs> so they, you know, again. So it's this. It's this real story with kind of the thrill of that of going to find these, you know, things that are very very exciting. Now that we again we are taking for granted. We're going to see it in a museum, and we know what a T Rex looks like. We know that a T Rex existed at all. Mm. Um, these guys are finding bones, then working it out putting it all together, um, all of that kind of stuff, and, and this incredibly toxic uh, competition. You know, they're, they're literally not above doing something, to, you know, undermining the other ones okay. set up to the degree that the guy might die or something, you know. Hmm. Um, and then and then Crichton has, has inv- invented a guy called William Johnson, um, who's a, a, <laughs> he's a student that loses a bet. He doesn't want to go on a, on a you know, academic expedition, but he loses a bet, so he kind of ends up having to. And then it's all his adventures. That sounds very But again, you're bringing in now, um, yeah, the Native American sitting bull is, is you know, on the rampage now because the... the He's no longer sitting. The, Amer- the American army has done stupid things and blah, blah, blah. And so that's terrible. And the, the gold rush is going on in, hmm. in Deadwood and, oh. you know, White Earp is around. And, and, but that's all historically accurate. Hmm. You know what I mean? That all happened at the time, right? Okay. So that that's great. It's, so it's again, he's he's he knows he always knew how to how to kind of write a popular story um, about a quite in, you know quite uh, intense kind of theme, um, and it yeah it just it works. It's it's all kind of just kind of it's a western hmm. uh, with a, a bit of a scientific bent to it, um, and and yeah, exciting and fun and. Good book, Michael yeah, Crichton, Dragon Teeth. That's quite interesting. You mentioned the Andromeda strain. Yeah, uh, it, it it is a fascinating thing because it's 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 so dry. Yeah, I mean even the film. It's yeah, so yeah. dry. Virtually nothing happens. Yeah, the whole way through. It's a slow, slow burn, and they're trying to kind of you know figure out yeah. what, this vi- what this virus or this infection is, and it works really well for me anyway. Yeah, Steph was saying earlier, just the, the the book of Jurassic Park was quite scientific and talking about yes, you know, lots of maths, entropy, yeah. chaos, you know, how, how if you change this then that will happen and so on and so on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a Spielberg kind Spielbergian. of reinvention mm-hmm. that, that makes it a blockbuster. It's not a, it's not an original um, idea that, that comes up like that. So what I've been reading, Bruce, tell us that. And people now will think that all I read is Terry Pratchett, which is not yes. true. He is my guilty pleasure or that J. I read R. when... Um, so I found okay. and ordered in hardback um, <laughs> uh, Terry Pratchett's The Colour of Magic and the Light Fantastic collected in one volume you see very nice, very and it nice. says the first Discworld novels in a sort of sparkly font <laughs> on the front um, so these, this is the origins of the Discworld which has uh, given him a knighthood and all sorts of other things uh, sadly as well Terry Pratchett no longer with us but a plethora of books in the series yes um and these are the very well, tell first me as, a, as an inveterate Terry Pratchett reader mm. just because I read these a long long time ago yes how in terms of what he then became the kind of the touchstone for the, the kind of incredibly developed humour satire 
uh, philosophy during, you know, in the story, etc., etc. How developed was that here at the beginning? So his sense of humor and his sense of being a keen and very perceptive observer of humanity and how things work is all here. He's sort of laying the foundation at this point for the disc world and he's drawing on a lot of, I mean it's satire, he's drawing on a lot of fantasy tropes. Mm -hmm. uh, and some, so he's, he's, it's actually very, very varied in that sense. There's, you know, the, the trolls and the whatevers and then there's the dragons and there's the demons and there's, so he, he sort of, in these first two novels is laying the groundwork for all of these different avenues that he will ex yes, yes, yes. Ex sort of um, experiment with throughout his novels. Some of them, you don't really see again after this because he yep, finds the voices. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jackie boy, there's my dog. What a cutie! Oh, um, but so 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 um, the very specific satirical things are not quite as developed because he's actually touching on quite a large, a wide or broad spectrum of things. And also, I find that um, in his later novels. Uh, it becomes far more human, particularly in characters like Sam Vimes of the City Watch, yes. where he, he looks more into the human condition within these things, whereas this is still quite just drawing on this idea of fantasy and Also, it's very that funny that he's mentioned trolls and demons and whatever, which, you know, throughout sort of literary history, um, in terms of, of uh, fairy tales and things, are all mm. evil and terribly dangerous in here. Some yeah. of them, you know, there's yeah. often he makes, fun of he, makes he makes them. This one's a, this mm. demon is a nerd or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and such and such and such is quite funny. Yes. But but he but he does very well, and I was found that um, it's part of the thing we were talking about. Don't look up. Yes. What he does very well, it's still very well grounded. So very he, much. He subverts. It's a very solid giant tortoise, you know. Yes, but he subverts. He subverts the tropes. Yes. But he doesn't. He doesn't um, make them silly and unbelievable. They're still yes. grounded in their reality. Yeah, they're such an incredibly and, smart man. Yeah. And and that's and that's what I found with Don't Look Up. It worked. The parts were that were really grounded. Yes. Worked really well. And then you get to these really over the top bizarre thing, and it just lost me. Yeah, it just yeah. Gets, it gets, it gets, it gets yeah. I, I just and that's, uh, that's that's said earlier. That kind of thing. I, it all worked for me. But I, you, you could see them again. What you can see in terms of creation, the creativity, the creative process. But mm. you just saw they made a choice to go. Let's go so way over the top that essentially it's like watching a Trump rally, which yes. ironically makes it real. Yes. No, no, I, you know. no I, I agree with that. I mean, it's just, it's also just a personal, you know, because you get, you get humorous, but, but that's also why so much sort of humorous fantasy and science fiction often doesn't, doesn't really work. So Terry Pratchett yeah. is one of the few. Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolute genius, which is not, so not something you should say easily, but he really wants to. <laughs> he's so human, even, so you're, like you say, so it's human. the demon. Yes, so he's so human. Moist. Fierce yeah. smile. You know, the, this, this demon who now is like complaining because the other demon is always late. You know, yeah. how many times have I told him he needs to be here on time? You know, these very human problems yeah, yeah, yeah. that are, um, put into very um, fantastic situations, very, but it's yeah, nice. I could read Terry Pratchett forever and never get will. tired of it. We're going to review this book again next week, folks. Uh, well, so, yeah. <laughs> um, watching? Should we? Should we watch things? Yes. What have you been watching? Today? I watched a movie called Suicide Squad, um, which is interesting because that is, which that's the second third. Which one? Yeah, the second so one. It's the second one. So the first one was made. I can't remember who made the first one. Um, Suicide Squad again, based on a comic. Um, it was. It had big cast members. Will Smith was in the first one, mm. for instance, and, and a few as Margot Robbie, famously as uh, Harley Quinn. 
and the Joker was uh, what's his face? Um, uh, yeah, that guy. Skinny. Um, uh, oh, for crying out loud! Anyway, carry on Dream. Well, yes. uh, anyway, so then since then there's been a, a spin-off with Margot Robbie and, and her female characters called Birds of Prey, I believe it was. Yes. Stayed in sort of the same world. Now there was a second one. I thought it was a reboot of Suicide Squad. It's it's by James Gunn who did yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this one has got Idris Elba taking on the, the Will Smith character, I guess. <laughs> so you can see as an easy interchange. Um, Why? Because they're black? Uh, oh, goodness. No. <laughs> Jared Leto was the joke. Jared, Jared Leto. Yes. Okay. Um, so this is actually a carry, a carry on from the, from the universe. It's got uh, Viola Adams as, as the, the government lady who's actually yes, yes, quite yes. evil. And, and so, government uh, ladies always are. And so the Suicide Squad, who are these bunch of murdering degenerates, are basically sent into to handle a problem with other villainous superheroes. And, and the idea is they're expendable. Yeah. Um, and by That's the, a good movie uh, name. Yes. Yeah, I should, we should look into that. And then you see how, how evil the government that's controlling them is, and then you kind of start rooting for them. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> so James Gunn, I'm a huge fan of the, the initial um, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, this one is, I don't know, so like so many movies nowadays, if you're in the right mood for it, mm. you might enjoy it. Uh, it's Product. nothing incredibly... At one point, there's a massive alien starfish uh, Godzilla-ing <laughs> through this, this yes, city. I've, I've and I've seen that clip and I was wondering what that yeah, was about. It's very bizarre at, at the end. It gets it starts off quite, quite normal-ish or given a level of normal and then it becomes horrific and, and huge and spectacle and... So I don't know if, if it's particularly good or not. Um, I'm a fan of, of James Gunn, as I said, and I think there are moments where, where there's uh, certain elements of humor that are, that are nice, uh, nice touches. It's bizarre. It's, it, <laughs> it's, it's very, very violent uh, at times. Uh, like, whoa, you know. Um, but I think that's also uh, um, a product of, that, of yeah, where movies yeah, of that That also ties into what Rico was saying earlier about... about things don't need to stand on their own to so to make them jump out that sometimes you that there is this kind of hyper violence in a, it which is this has its place in terms of kind of entertainment but it, it often isn't needed in a particular place and you kind of surprised to find I, it there i think my issue with hyper violence is often um you know ironically things like war movies aren't violent enough exactly yeah. while this is you know um yeah i, I kind of once made the the mistake <laughs> Of when the sort of uh, whole uh, Ukrainian the, the separatist war started, and there were kind of uploads of videos. Yeah, that actually real You see the guy panning across, and there's a, uh, a Russian armored car blown up. Yeah, and then he pans across, and there's half a crew member lying on the road. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah. like, oh, you know okay. that you know. happened now. And that's an real. That's yeah. real. That is a yeah. real person. You know, it's not special effects. That is kind of Oof. that kind of. That, that, I think. Heavy, I think yeah. that that stayed with me for weeks. You know, just yeah. that image, and then kind of and and so so for shock effect, like in a you know thing like this, and obviously done probably with a with a serious tongue in cheek as well with something like Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Thinking yeah. of the first one. But sometimes just for for if you know for it, it becomes desensitizing. Yes. But also, sorry, that that's an old kind of thing that it does become desensitized. But in terms of what what they're saying, it's it's interesting. It becomes desensitizing in entertainment terms as well. Yes. So you're going, eh, I've seen this, yes. which which is terribly worrying because again, the fact that you're not um, you're not just reacting to actual terrible, scary violence, but also the fact that you just kind of I'm not entertained by. Seventy-five million dollars worth of 
scene yeah. or something. You Especially know, you, you're just going again, regardless of whether it's product or not. There's just it's a crap load of of, of input of creativity of and, you know six hundred thousand people on the credits and, and whatever. And, and you know, you know, deep down, you know, you're just being, you know, just having a product thrown at yeah. you, and there's yeah. no engagement. There's no. Uh, yes, wouldn't it be lovely to be much more naive than we are? <laughs> I wonder. So I wonder, in terms of recommending this, I think if you're into alternative uh, superhero universes that uh, you know more of a Deadpool sort of bent to your superhero stuff, and you know of the Suicide Comics, you might enjoy this. Is I Deadpool think, bent? Uh, well, he's probably been bent in certain <laughs> parts of his life. Bends over backwards to do his best for his country. No, um, and uh, so I, I think. It's very, very good. It's a great, he's a good filmmaker, is Mr. Gunn, and uh, visually it's fantastic, uh, you know, given what we've said yeah. about violence and so on. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I think that, that, that's a good review. There we go. You just. You... I enjoyed the spectacle. Yeah. I appreciated the, the special effects and, and the, the fun of it. It was a little bit disturbing on a, on a violence point Level, of view yeah. from Biden's point of view but um, yeah anyway so that's the movie that I've watched Bruce very nice, is, very nice. can I jump in here you may so I watched uh, Money Heist season 5 yes I've watched does. season 1 oh there we go my so, wife and I we've just finished it tell I'm me what, I was, right. I've got it on my list I've, I've watched half of season 1 <laughs> <laughs> no I just <laughs> also for me again it's it's, 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 it's I like the lisping it's a Spanish season and it is very much in the same at the same kind of level it's designed to be very big and brash and loud and in your face um, but what they do very well it's clearly it's a bank heist or three depending yeah, on which season you're we've enjoyed season 1 yeah and it's it's very oh, yeah, it's heists. very clever and very complicated the so there are there are 900 twists and that's that's great because it's uh, yes mm. there will be somebody shooting somebody there will be a lot of posing there will be this because again they, they're fairly archetypal characters but they but they're great and it's also Steph and I Rico have chatted before about watching something when you can't not see the actor Yes, you know Tom, I mean? Hanks. So, so Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. who's playing. He's always Tom Hanks. Whatever, whoever. And you're going. Ah, I can't. I can't make this happen. But whereas for us here in South Africa, with a bunch of Spanish actors, you're like, yeah, yeah I don't, don't know, know the big stars. So it, he can be the the mastermind. Can be the professor is his is his title. And oh, is he still in it? Oh, et cetera, I can't et wait. Maybe. Um, but but the point being that these remarkably complex um, heists and 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 remarkably. Ambitious. It's just they're not messing. Months of planning. You know, well, years, decades. Years of it's planning. just you know, but it's also how everything must fit and how he's triple guessed his own people and the opposition and the police chief and the this and the that and will it work or won't it work and what's and this it all makes front? sense. It does, yeah. and that's that's that is what's wonderful. And again, and there's you know, just from a, a glossiness point of view, you know, there are sexy people and there are strong people and there are this and there are that. So and and there's lots of. Uh, Again, archetypal stuff, so they all wear whatever the same outfits and these masks and that, and so it's very iconic. You can there's lots of icons to, to latch onto. I really really like it. There are again because it is. Did you watch the previous seasons? <coughs> yes, yes, yeah, no, that's. I'm glad. I'm glad we have not the same heist over five. Seasons. No, <laughs> I was going to say. Although, no. although some, sometimes one sometimes one in the middle of the exactly time. sometimes okay. one goes on for a while because it's very complicated. But it, but again, mm. it makes sense, and you're going, oh wow, okay, I didn't see that that whole thing going but now we're going to go down there for six episodes rather than it's just dealt with in half an hour uh, which so we to your, to your thing it. of like you can't get across from the north to the capital in, yes. in half an hour it doesn't work here they're going cool well here's the steps and it's going to take mm -hmm. this long and this person is going to be very angry which will make them react like this which will 
I, you know, mess up this over here because of the relationships and the, so it's very twisting yourself into yeah, a knot. <laughs> I, really, I really, really like it. As I say, there is this. Okay, uh, good. We'll keep going. As an overview, it's a it's a big brash action film stretched out over many many episodes, mm. but it but it works. It's really really cool. I dig it, and I, th- I think season five is the last one. Um, Thank goodness, I have that. I need. <laughs> I, I respond to British series because there's six episodes of The Office. <laughs> yeah. But when you get to the American and you're up to twenty fourteen seasons, seasons yeah, uh, episode twenty three every season, and I'm like, no, I just want to know that it's going to be finished. I don't know that I've got the energy to commit <laughs> to a never ending story. What, what, no, what I do like is if a season finishes. Yes. Because with the with the notorious track record. Oh, you see, leaving dropped, leave it hanging, leaving, leaving a cliffhanger end of the series is, is one of the most, you know, and having yeah. not the story, you kind of figure out nobody's figured out how where the story is going, kind of. You know, and so. Yeah, no, not great. Uh, list writers, I hope you, anyone who's writing for Netflix at the moment, please do not count <coughs> on any sort of sequel or f- follow-up <laughs> season. I don't care how successful your franchise might be, yes. complete your season. And, and sometimes I think you just should just leave it alone. Yes. Forget the sequel. Just leave it alone. It stands by itself. Stand but also, alone. just particularly that last episode, whatever it is. If you, of course you have to, you contractually obliged, whatever. Yes. You, the, we, no, we, I understand. There that. must be room for it to grow, but you can write the the final episode in that one, so that that final episode closes in a sensible way. But, but I'm saying more of a, of a sense that something gets written as a self-contained thing. It becomes yeah. successful. We need a sequel. Yeah, so yeah. Squid Game is Squid a good Game, example for of that. Yeah. You know? no, and that's where people like, and again, he has there's, there's lots of strengths and there's lots of, a couple of weaknesses and whatever. Someone like Ricky Gervais is great because he's like, there might it might be worth a sequel. It makes mm. sense, but it'll also it'll be six episodes of yeah. sequel, yes. um, and I'll wait four years to make it. Yes. Um, so that it's it's not this thing of yeah. Well, again, he knows he's not like mm. people don't want to look at Ricky Gervais. They want to listen to him in the bar. Think about. He does this thing in the bath where he squishes his face up against with all these double chins and he pulls one of his faces and then he takes a picture of himself in the bath. And they're horrific. <laughs> he just posts them on Twitter every now and then. One point two million uh, likes later. I love, I love self-deprecating. Yeah, <laughs> yes, no, that, that is the that is the good stuff. We are kinda of running out of time, yeah? Okay, let's do quickly well what, have you watched anything of note? Can the listening? We'll do it next week. Fine, fine. You can yes. the listening. Oh, okay. What, what have you watched? <laughs> um, I kind of rewatched something recently, which was absolutely brilliant. Was, was the series, the Chernobyl series? Oh, oh yes, so good. And it's the first, when I first got streaming. I'm a late adopter on everything. Yes. That's the first series I watched. What's his name? The guy. He was also in the Terror and yes. other things. Yes, anyway. I forget his name. That guy. It, it yeah. is. It it's is not a, somebody. Who it can. is astonishingly well told. Sure, it is. Good. It is. They. They. It's weird, a lesson on how to explain technical stuff and work it into yeah. there without getting getting bored. You know the human aspect of the story, and what is remarkable also is there are literally you don't know any of these characters. Yeah. A lot of, even some of the bit characters and stuff, and they manage to engage you. And you care about everybody, and it's, it's also and you care about it's utterly terrifying. And, and yeah, the, I mean just just the, the, what yeah. actually happens is terrifying. I mean the the, the character the, the sort of reactor in itself yeah. you know, is, is a character as yeah, well yeah, yeah. in a sense. But what they do so well, I mean, one of the key things, good writing, is if you care, the human yes, aspect yes. of the villains as well. You're invested yes. in the villains and the... Yeah. No, so the you villains understand are human enough that they're represented yeah. and, and, yeah. and the sort of the frailties and why they do things and, 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 and the sort of the ambiguities of everything. Yeah. Uh, 
and the system, you know, the yeah. political system, the lines, you know, which you're quite familiar it's beautifully with. Beautifully made, though, and, but also just the way it's shot, and this, again, the special effects, because you don't want to have, mm. you want to go through all of that and be so engaged. Yeah. And then, They're so good. There's and then that moment. Just, you know, somebody's waving like a yes. bri- smoke from a briar. There's a the moment where you, you know what's happened at the, at the reactor, and then the townspeople all gather on the bridge just to yeah. see if they can see what's and happening. And you know, what? and you know that they're all <laughs> yes. there, and they're all yeah. like, oh, I wonder what's, what's going on. And yeah. everyone from the town is coming, and you just think, oh, my goodness. That kind of stuff, when, when, a, when, a, yeah, when a series is made based on a real event, that, that kind of, that knowing how it ends yes. kind of feeling um, is, is always, well, also, again, like you're reading Istanbul, yeah. which is, which is a, a yeah. historical book. It's, it's, yeah. about, it's about a city, but you know what Istanbul is like now. Yeah. And you're going, you know, all of this happened, and then that happened, and it grew, and it this. You know, they never knew it would get here, or, or like whatever. The, but but I think more and more with viewing as the human aspect, less and less impressed by spectacle. Yeah. But more interested in the human aspect of the yeah. story. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of my favorite. We also watched it last year, and it's an old series. It's the original BBC production made in 1978 huh? with, with Alec Guinness. Yes. Wow. wow yeah. Uh, smile. You know, okay, Tinker yeah, yeah. Taylor Soldier Spy. Yes, yes, yes. yes John Le, Le Carré. It's got one of the best opening scenes ever, wow. and not a word is spoken until right at the end. That's and it's basically this dingy little meeting room, and all the main protagonists, except for Smiley, arrive for a meeting. Okay. And they all, you know, all do different things, and, and just their, their personalities. And it's like a thing, they will sit down, and eventually, and like the one guy leaves the door open, that guy up and closes the door yeah. and they kind of sit down and the one guy's with his cup and, <laughs> and cigarettes and it's all yes. lots of old series lots yeah, of smoking yeah, lots of smoking yeah. 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 no even turn it very normal yeah, yeah. Yeah. yes <laughs> and, and then and it's just so clever and then, then, then it ends with the guy going with shuffle his paper right and the meeting starts and, yeah, and, but you already know and my, people. But you know all these people, but you don't know them yet. But the point well, you is, you have yeah, they're all introduced. These are yeah. all. These eventually are all the, the guys you think. Okay, one of them is the mole. Yeah. You know, the, so you already make. But your... you, you literally can go. You finish the series and you go back and watch that scene again. And all their characteristics and all these little tips and things. So that, about yeah, that, kind of, that kind of thing, particularly upfront in a anything. Yes. I mean, one of my favorites, uh, and I'm a, I'm a uh, Tarantino fan, but he often gets it weird. I won't say wrong, but he often gets it weird. But where I think he gets it spectacularly right in this in this area is that opening scene in in Inglorious Bastards, uh, where the Christoph Waltz character goes to yes. the oh, Jewish yeah. family's house, or the, they're not the Jewish family. They're J- I think the German family, or Austrian family, but they're they're, they're the, Jews there. Yes, the ones that and he just with. takes his time, yeah. and it's the time taking, and you you know the whole, t- and they don't even have to cross to the people under the floor. Yeah. You just have to go. This man is so bad, and yes. and something terrible is going to happen, and it's like eighteen and, minutes and, long, and, and it's slow one take, yeah, take, and, it's, time. and there's an amazing oh. scene in uh, The Wire, David Simon's TV series, mm. where the detectives, and you know, it's sort of a few seasons in, you know, the detectives now, but there's an amazing scene where they arrive at a crime scene, and uh, David Simon is obviously uh, dealing with a TV and a swearing, and you know, there's yeah. this drop uh, word counts of how many f bombs are dropped or whatever, but anyway, so. Um, the the one detective arrives and then the other one arrives and they're going through the scene and the only word that is said for like three minutes is the F word that's it so the guy arrives and he looks and he goes oh, and he says it yeah. and then the next one arrives and he goes oh, and then he goes, oh, and then they look at the window and they go F and they're like and, and the way they say the word just yeah. the expression that yes. they use whether it's a question or an expression head, yes. like the whole scene that he's is the only the word the best afternoon of his life writing the scene yes, and you yes. see them work out what happened yeah oh, brilliant. From, and there's the knife and they're like oh, 
and it's just so so well written and and done very good i think the moral of the story for this episode is just please be be clever don't be clever let's be clever (laughs) (laughs) we try i think it might be too much to ask but at least we've (laughs) we've we've tried we've given it some yeah we've given it a plan thank you very much for being here so much man all this to it it's been so great oh please uh family meeting is the latest madam and eve uh, annual. annual it has been available a couple of months now it is still available go and buy it it has a bright pink cover it will leap out at you from somewhere yes where can people send you cash money or get involved in your enterprises or support you um, not directly buy the books yeah, yeah. buy the books consume, consume, consume. whatever media we're in yes yeah. absolutely yeah, very nice so. good um, and yeah on, on the Facebook uh, I don't know that there's many other people that you know called Rico uh, yeah. so Madam and Eve is on Facebook yep. it's on yeah. Twitter it's just search yep. for Madam and Eve it's excellent there. There Come on, yeah, but do not yes please do not support the place in Mpumalanga which is laundering money <laughs> hopefully uh, it's closed down if you need cleaning <laughs> other than money cleaning yeah uh, yeah but fantastic it's so good to have you here thanks thanks so much for coming nice right. right find this, us where you find us spread it has the been word. the podcast of the chorus wait what the chorus, yes, the chorus podcast, podcast. That thing. The poorest we're, we're so good at branding. Um, please please stick on this. This is, this is episode 49. 49, yes. Next, next, next week episode we'll will be 50, what? so we'll probably drink a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, tune in and see. Right. And stuff. Bye. Till next time. Goodbye. Bye.